Hello and welcome to Jump Cuts, a podcast about movies. I am your host, Will, notably not Charlie this week. Charlie's gone. I'm joined by my co-host, Park. Hello. And this week we watched My Cousin Vinny, a movie about how uh, being Italian-American makes you really good at being a lawyer, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) It's like a superpower. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Park picked the movie this week uh, in an attempt to uh, make it uh, show us that lawyer movies can be fun, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I was determined to pick a good lawyer movie to prove to you that they existed. So I picked one of my favorites, My Cousin Vinny. Uh, so I'll quickly recap it for those of you who haven't seen My Cousin Vinny. So uh, Two New York, like young New York college students heading back to UCLA, driving through the South because they just wanted to see the sights of rural Alabama for some reason. Mistake. (laughs) Stop at a convenience store and then are later accused of robbing and murdering said convenience store clerk. And in an effort to get off the hook for the crime that they did not commit, they decide to call one of the two boys cousins, Vinny played by Joe Pesci, a New York personal injury attorney who has never won a case and never set foot in a courtroom because he is six weeks off passing the bar. (laughs) Um, And hilarity and chaos ensues. And in my own like personal love for this film now that I'm actually like in law school, this is probably one of the most accurate legal films out there. This comedy movie about Joe Pesci playing an Italian-American lawyer because the director is, I think, a University of Cambridge law school graduate. Oh, wow. So they should show this in all your classes instead of the paper chase. (laughs) So when the teacher uh, is sick or something, they like wheel in wheel in the VHS, the, the big CRT on the like absurdly tall stand so you can all see it (laughs) they still do that in law school right (laughs) we got uh we got fancy shit now in the new building now this Mm. would probably be more of a like a criminal law kind of movie or an evidence Mm. law movie uh because that's really what i mean it surrounds a murder case i I haven't taken criminal law yet i'm still only in the civil stuff so i'm currently studying what joe pesci actually practices outside of this one case for those six weeks yeah but it did because i think had i not like been talking to you about law school since you got into it i would have been like oh i didn't know a lawyer could just sort of jump into criminal law like that but uh apparently there's only one like there's just there's just the bar exam there's like you're just a lawyer and then you can focus on whatever you want but there's no like yeah uh, I mean, I, I guess there's like some restrictions about like state bars and like where you can practice law, right? But exactly, that'd uh, be kind of the main issue here is that like Vinny has passed the New York bar, which mm-hmm. he would probably not be able to practice in Alabama without some kind of special permission or you know passing yeah. the, a similar bar exam. Yeah, I, and I feel like even if. Alabama at one point did like accept the same bar exam as New York state. They would have, 
very recently changed it just out of spite (laughs) or something. (laughs) I mean, like, because you'll see that, like, similar states, the bar exam will transfer, like the Georgia bar, you can kind of take to most southeastern states. But taking, like, a traditionally very liberal state like New York and then a traditionally very conservative state like Alabama, those two states aren't exactly going to be cross compatible with bar exams. Um, Although... Although it was sort of weird because like a big part of this movie uh, was, well, it, it, it they kind of uh, give it to both states, right? They they make fun of the South plenty and they make fun of New Yorkers plenty, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but it is sort of funny that it's like, oh, the South is like, you know, very scary to get arrested in. True. Definitely true. But also, <laughs> you know where else is frightening to get arrested in? New York City. <laughs> Are you like, yeah, yeah NYPD uh, doesn't know. have a great track record. Yeah, I would. I don't know which one I would rather be. I mean, uh, I guess they don't have the death penalty there. I don't think anymore. I mean, I guess but it's like, but like Rikers is, you know, yeah, not much better than. But it's also like an issue dead. of like, if you're a New Yorker and you get arrested in New York versus a New Yorker getting arrested in Alabama, you're going to be a yeah. lot worse off in Alabama. <laughs> Yeah, and they they include that in the movie, like they, oh, yeah. all, all of it, you know, especially for like a comedy, it feels incredibly realistic, <laughs> right? Like pretty much everything that goes goes down. A lot of the characters are, you know, I guess, caricatures of like a type of person, yeah. right? You know, because it's a comedy. But uh, this, I feel like this movie could be pretty informative for like. Uh, you know, if maybe you're wondering how to deal with uh, if you do get arrested, <laughs> you know, yeah. like maybe this is a good example of what not to do. Just ever speak to the police. <laughs> I mean, a judge literally wrote a book. Also, like just speaking of like how this movie is helpful to lawyers called 10 things every trial lawyer could learn from Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. <laughs> like he is a district judge of South Carolina, Joseph Anderson, who wrote this book describing basically Vinny's courtroom methods as textbook like this is like maybe you know not the like disrespecting the judge and stuff you yeah, shouldn't do the that beginning part when he doesn't know any of the procedure probably <laughs> don't do that but but like during the cross-examination and things like that like that's very accurate yeah. uh which is always fun to see that kind of stuff especially in a comedy movie where you have, like you said, like this very realistic court case that's then framed by these running gags that honestly hit almost every time, if not every yeah, time. It's, <laughs> it's very funny. It's it's uh, it's fun to watch as someone like from the South as well. <laughs> I guess even <laughs> though like I mean, neither of us are from like a rural part of the South. We, we didn't have like whistles waking us up at 5 a.m. and like the sound of hogs getting <laughs> slaughtered or anything right even though Atlanta does have uh that whistle at Georgia Tech but it doesn't you know wake anyone up at 5 a.m. <laughs> the running gag of the hotels is very funny yeah so just to kind of like give you all the context for this so Vincent or Vinny is staying in where are they in Alabama? Somewhere, uh, I'm not sure. It's like a very small town. The movie was filmed in Georgia, but I can't remember what the city is in Alabama. But it doesn't matter. But where they're in small town Alabama, and 
he's having Vinny and his fiance are having to stay in whatever hotels they can find. And each hotel is next to something that inevitably wakes them up at 4 a.m. But it like the the variety, it always kind of, it always gets you like the first one, the steam whistle. It's funny. Then the next one is hogs being loaded into a slaughterhouse at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And then you have the train. And honestly, the whole thing with the, you know, does the train come by every morning at 5 a.m.? And the guy's like, no, that's, a, that's unusual. And then he tells me it comes by at four, like 10 after four or something. Yeah, usually it's <laughs> 10 after four. <laughs> but it is like, it is a very good comedy film and a very good court film. I mean, it's. It's kind of the last thing you'd expect from a movie starring uh, Joe Pesci to be like this accurate court piece, but it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, man, Joe Pesci is like just hilarious all the time. He was like, <laughs> like fresh off such... of Goodfellas in this too. Yeah. Which he's very, he's pretty, he's like funny, but then in like a sinister way later on, right? In yeah. Goodfellas. But uh, his, his comedic chops are always like very impressive. Especially for how good of like a dramatic actor he is at the same time, you know. Yeah, and then like I don't like his whole uh, like I guess rapport with like Marissa Tomei is so good the whole time. <laughs> like they're like they're like perfect together in this movie. Yeah, Marissa Tomei plays his plays Vinny's fiance. What's her Mona Lisa? Her name is Mona Lisa Vito. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, who is this gearhead, you know, Brooklyn mechanic. And they kind of both are like he is like an ex mechanic, right? Like, yeah, he I think used to so. Because he knows all about cars, too. Probably from her. But she apps Marissa Tomei kills it in this role. Yeah. You said she, uh, before we recorded, that she won like an Academy Award yeah, for Yeah, she it, right? won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for yeah, her which role like, in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, which like winning the best, like really any Oscar for like a comedy, it's like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, good job. <laughs> uh, my train of thought just ended. It's been a long week. I took my first midterm. It didn't go great. It's uh, <laughs> It's been a long week and it's only Tuesday, guys. Hey, you know, this movie shows us anything is that it's, you know, it's never too late. It's okay. You can fail the bar if, six times or five times and still yeah, be a successful lawyer. Get on, <laughs> yeah. On that sixth one, you know, he won his first case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine the confidence that he'll feel going back to his regular job. as just like, uh, like personal injury lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, which also probably much more lucrative than oh yeah, uh, like a defense attorney. Personal injury attorneys make an insane amount of money. The very first chapter in my torts textbook informed me that personal injury attorneys, or torts attorneys, I should say, which is more than just personal injury, but it's under that umbrella, take away typically 30 to 40% of the like of the the damages that are paid out so Mm -hmm. in a million dollar 18 wheeler accident you're taking away three hundred thousand dollars yeah it's uh 
you know, and uh, what with the U.S. being famously litigious, <laughs> and it's we're a uh, uh, a break fix type of uh, legal economy going on here. Yep. It's a <laughs> you, this it's, is a you know, right to sue economy. You can yeah, sue anybody for just yeah, about anything. Minimum minimum regulations maximum litigations <laughs> right it's no we're not going to protect you but should you get hurt if you're still alive you can uh, have a guy try to win money off of whoever hurt you <laughs> yeah there's a reason what's the injury attorney who's here alexander shinohara has billboards from like Asheville to mobile alabama i mean seriously yeah. if you're driving on 85 you will see those billboards until you hit mobile it was kind of fun moving back and like seeing all the old personal injury lawyers that I recognize. <laughs> like, hey, they're still they're still going. People are still getting injured in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. <laughs> and then you have what's the uh, the after you dial nine one one, dial four one one. Yeah. One eight hundred four one one pain. We are not sponsored by the law offices of Caner and Pentaluga. <laughs> See, that's what you know. That's that's uh, Vinny's future right there. <laughs> what he's gonna be up to unless he wants to pivot to uh like criminal defense. defense attorney i mean he could do know. like he could have like a billboard that's like half and half it's like one side is for personal injury and then the other half is like yeah you know, i would feel pretty good about got accused of murder lawyer. i can get you off <laughs> yeah like if he can also handle like murder trials it's like wow okay you're good under pressure you know yeah. like you uh <laughs> you saved the karate kid's life. Maybe you can help me <laughs> win some money when I got hurt at work. <laughs> uh, one thing that you had seen this movie before, right? Oh yeah. This, this is my is first time. One of my parents' it. favorite movies. So I've watched this a lot growing up. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I, I loved it on the first watch and I was surprised by how like, it has, I don't know, kind of like an emotional core to it that is a lot more like real and sort of like interesting, like more than definitely more than most comedies and I think more than a lot of movies in general. Yeah. Where like they kind of uh, like are two, they're almost as two leads. Like it, you know, it's called like My Cousin Vinny, but uh, uh, Marissa Tomei is like just as involved as a character, especially in like the trial stuff. Uh, even though like Vinny doesn't really want her to be involved because uh, yeah. like in, in the whole movie, you know, like she's trying to find a way to help him and he keeps like saying like, no, I, I don't need your help. I don't know how you could like help me. I just need to like, you know, I, I can get through this on my own or whatever. And uh, like by, by the end of the movie, he's basically, you know, like they've won the case and he's uh, like with her help, which like we can get into all of that too. But uh, he said, like, you know, I just really wanted to win my first case, like, on my own, you know. Uh, and that's sort of why he'd been, like, brushing her off this whole time. And uh, she's like, like, oh, my gosh, how horrible would that be if you, uh, if people helped you on your cases? And then after winning every case you ever got, you had to go up and say thank you to somebody. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> Poor you. Like, I don't know. It was just, it's a surprising it's like uh it kind of gives you like a life lesson you yeah. know which like like you don't see that much in movies <laughs> like like good like i've never seen like this exact type of thing like communicated like uh at least as well as it does in my cousin Vinny. uh and it's like 
<laughs> Vinny goes through a surprising amount of personal growth in the <laughs> film, <laughs> thanks to Marissa Tomei and like the trial in general. I know, and it's honestly like in all of Marissa Tomei's like kind of rants that she goes on are so good and so well written that they like they have both the like impactful lesson like that but also the comedy of them hits so hard like when she starts going on the rant about him going deer hunting with the district attorney who's prosecuting them and i'm thinking this is going to be something about like why are you going to go kill an innocent animal and it's just about do you think the dead deer is going to care what color pants you're wearing? <laughs> yeah. She like explodes out of the bathroom. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're very funny together. I also like how like they, their flirting is basically just like arguing with each other. It's like, like the they, stereotypical New York thing of, <laughs> yeah. Like they, they set up pretty much everything in this movie, like very well. Right. But before, Anyone even says like, oh no, Vinny is like he he's a good like litigator. He's really good at arguing. He's like gonna do well once he gets past uh like the initial stages of uh fucking up in front of the judge. Uh like y- you sort of see him just like getting in arguments with people around town and with Marissa Tomei and like him just being like pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I loved like being in contracts right now. I loved his exchange with the guy in the bar who stiffed Marissa Tomei on the like hustling at pool. Yeah. When he's just like, you see, so that's your offer. Well, here's my counter offer or like we in the legal <laughs> field call that a counter offer. <laughs> like, like, so either you kick my <laughs> ass or I kick your ass and, and get, get $200. $200. <laughs> he just keeps going back asking for the two hundred dollars yeah it's, it's like hey you show me the two hundred dollars it's so great it's like no do you mind fanning out the bills so I can... yeah how, how do i know that's not just a 20 with the but like wrapped around a bunch of ones yeah and he's right every time uh, but there's so much stuff in this that like you know like i haven't gotten to criminal procedure yet but a lot of the stuff does like transition over from civil procedure, which I'm in the middle of right now. So we've gone through some things like discovery. And so, you know, when Vinny's all, you know, he's like, Oh, he's so nice. He gave me all of his information, all these witnesses. He's given me a good chance. And she's just like, no, this is called discovery. Like (laughs) it's illegal for him to not do this. He has to give this. So you didn't have to go hunting with him. Although it's very funny that he like, he is just like, pals with him like he doesn't yep seem to care about the case very much at all (laughs) (laughs) like he has no hard feelings towards him whatsoever yeah and but then going forward with that you know Vinny is absolutely correct when he brings up the surprise witness at the end that is an absolute illegal move to make in the courtroom and if the judge allowed it he could win on appeal there's a good chance the Alabama Court of Appeals would look at this New York attorney and tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, but yeah, he, that's that's the thing is that the, he could take yeah. it up to his court of last resort and, you know, even go so far as to take it all the way to even the United States Supreme Court at that point, if his court of last resort denies it. Uh, because, yes, under the rules of 
you know, court procedure, civil procedure or criminal procedure, you cannot just bring a surprise witness out of your ass like that. <laughs> yeah, which he does, too, with uh, Marissa Tomei. Exactly. But the judge already allowed one. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you kind of have to. But watching him piece together his case. So, like, yeah, we get, you know, typical funny Joe Pesci, you know, walks into the courtroom in the leather jacket, gets held in contempt because he's not dressing lawyerly and has a bad attitude and gets, I think he gets held in contempt, what, like three times? <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's like charged 200 bucks each time and has to, like, get bailed out of prison. <laughs> but... You know, watching him, you know, interview witnesses, put it all together and like become this great lawyer at the end. All of his cross examinations are fantastic because they're both yeah. funny and effective. Yeah. And like creatively like filmed too, like him getting the uh, uh, what is it, like the measuring the, tape. The tape measure and going out 50 the, feet. Yeah. Being like, how many fingers am I holding up to like the lady with the the bad eyesight? It's 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 very fun. <laughs> and also, like, did you expect I mean, I knew it was coming back around because I'd seen this before. But did you expect the grits thing from the very beginning when he tries grits for the first time <laughs> to come all the way back around to the cross examination? I, I didn't see that coming. It, I mean, it, it makes sense considering how like the rest of the film, everything is so like like tightly written. Yep. But I thought that was just, you know, supposed to be a who isn't. You know, they're like a fish out of water situation, which like I didn't realize I, I thought grits were more nationwide than that. I guess I was wrong. No, they're they, they're I mean, they're nation very nationwide now because like, you know, every fancy brunch place has like a shrimp and grits or something nowadays. Yeah. But no, like in the time when this film is set, I think they were very much a like southern only thing like i love the witnesses line when he asked like did you use instant grit and he's like no self-respecting southerner would use instant grits <laughs> use instant grits also it is funny that they were like hesitant to even taste it it's like grits are incredibly inoffensive to the taste but yeah. even if you don't like them like it's not that you know they're like fine it's whatever i, I, <laughs> I love that them, she's but... like taking uh marissa tomei is like taking a picture of him having his having grits for the first time yeah it's a uh, yeah, man. That it, it it comes back to be important in the case to yeah. like decide, figure out how long uh, one of the witnesses like it took him to make breakfast. It's, it's amazing. Also, something that feels pretty accurate, at least to small town South, is uh, a bunch of uh, sh sketchy witnesses coming out of the woodwork trying to get someone fucking killed. Yep. <laughs> Um, that is, you know, that, that makes sense. That tracks <laughs> just like bored people being like, yeah, I saw, I, I could probably well, decide who lives and dies here. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's like, it feels like a slight against their community by, you know, a foreigner essentially. So these two yeah. kids from New York come down and now they're accused of murdering like the local shopkeeper. You know, everybody in this town is going to be against them. This yeah. is actually yeah. where... You would try to appeal for a motion to have the trial in a different county because of yeah. how small town this is. Um, you know, traditionally it was. Vinny didn't know to do that. But. Yeah. Traditionally, you would do it to kind of avoid racial bias, um, but it can also fuck you over on racial bias because you don't get to pick the form. Um, 
but you can apply to have it tried in a different forum. Yeah, that's maybe the only thing really like missing from this case is that like uh, other than like at the beginning when the two boys who are getting arrested are like realize what has happened to them and they're like, oh my God, like half these people are probably the clan. Like they want to see us fry. <laughs> like, like that's the only time like the South being very racist even like comes up and then the rest of the movie like doesn't i mean it's just like white people entirely right like there's there's no the like one black woman who's the witness and yeah. i think yeah, well, well i mean in terms of like the uh the victim and the defendants oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah they're like they're all white so they're all white like that doesn't uh come up as much as it might, I, I don't know maybe there's like random southerners who are like actually like oh those <laughs> Those Italians. damn Italians. <laughs> Maybe. But even that doesn't happen much. It really is just like they're like New Yorkers. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like you would, the reason you would ever like, tr- so hold on. So the reason you would want it to be in a different form is mainly for the jury. So you'd still have the district attorney of wherever the crime happened and, you know, things like that. But the jury pool would not be from that community. Yeah. So like since this is a small sense. town Alabama, everybody knows the shopkeeper. The news of the case has spread around rapidly, so now you have a biased jury to begin with in the first place. So you would try to have the trial in a different county where you have a different jury pool who might not know this, like or any of the information. Uh, you know, in one of the books I had to read for law school, like the reason they were always doing that was because of the racial bias in Alabama. So, you know, the case was in a county that was 70% white. They wanted to try to move it to a county that was, you know, closer to 50 50. Instead, it got moved to a county that was like 95% white. So mm. it was even worse. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and this, this movie does a very good job with like, the motivations of the prosecution and the cops like to an extent there's there's like one thing at the end that i uh think is a little less realistic but it's fine for the movie but uh the whole the concept of like the 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 two boys getting arrested and you know they think they're just getting arrested for like accidentally pocketing the can of tuna tuna, yep you know because like they were just didn't have room in their hands and they forgot to pay for it so the cops doing what cops uh, do uh, aren't, uh, you know, they're not interested in figuring out the truth of the matter. They're interested in getting a uh, confession, getting a confession from literally anyone they can, you yep. know, like anyone who looks guilty enough to the public so they can put the case away and get a get a W, right? <laughs> That's what they want. Same with the prosecution, you know, they, you know, they, they want to get, you know, state prosecutor wants to get uh you know, voted back in, right? So they need they need dubs. They can't have a murder case that isn't doesn't have someone get uh get the electric chair for. Oh yeah, <laughs> and especially in places like Alabama, which it doesn't, it's not really brought up in this like in this movie at all. But in Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, your judges are not appointed, your district attorneys are not appointed, nobody is appointed in Alabama. Everybody is elected, including your sheriffs, all of that. It's very common in southern states to not have appointments. It's always elections. The problem with that is that, you know, there's going to be some additional bias because they want to get reelected. Yeah, their incentives are not 
to uh, do justice. It is to uh, uh, please like the average Joe, which unfortunately the average Joe American is pretty fucking bloodthirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, especially if anyone is from, you know, uh, out of town. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, all of that checks out pretty well. Like it, it's illustrated very well and like it, they find like the humor in it pretty effectively. Right. Um, you know, like when they're, uh, when the kid finally, uh, Bill like finally realizes that, uh, he's wanted for murder instead of, uh, like petty theft. Uh, he's like, uh, keeps asking like, I killed the clerk. And then like, they write <laughs> down like, I killed the clerk. Yep. <laughs> That's his confession. <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, as much as it, you know, it seems like comedy. It's, uh, worse, much worse than this has happened in real life, you know, uh, to the point where like it was the thing that like bothered me at the end of the film is uh like Vinny goes up to like the sheriff of the town and asks him to uh like it's like run some plates or he's uh, like to basically check with check with like local records if there are any yeah. missing or stolen uh whatever that the Pontiac was the uh the uh, the car that like yeah. the convertible I, I, that actually committed the crime. Yeah, I I, I forget like Pontiac the Temptus, model or whatever. Nineteen sixty three Pontiac Temptus. Temp- yeah, Tempest. yeah. It's a uh, you know something that uh, if they were trying to figure out what happened, they would have done on on their own, right? But it I struggle to see a world where the sheriff has like the uh, defense of like a uh, wanted or not wanted, but. Uh, you know, the defense in like a murder trial go up to him and say, Hey, can you do me a favor that he actually does it? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Uh, it doesn't even really fit the character that well. It's not a huge deal, but yeah, I, I think the whole like idea here is that, you know, he's seen all the cross examination and realizes that the DA's the case is bullshit at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that would definitely not happen that's not how that works uh yeah. and the the prosecution was a little more believable in that they really seem to just sort of see it as a game like the idea of like a human life being in the balance seems to be totally di- out of his mind you know uh mm-hmm. which i think is probably more accurate to that type of person so it's very funny that you say that. So I just had a reading. So I'm getting into my open memorandum now, which, you know, I cannot discuss on the air in detail due to potential honor code violations. Uh, but I can discuss the reading I had to do for class today where it essentially talked about like when you're creating witness questions and you're interviewing witnesses. Remember to show emotion because like lawyers can come across as sociopaths who are just kind of doing this <laughs> as a game. It's like, remember to like smile and nod and show that you understand and <laughs> pretend that you haven't done this 40,000 times before. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and that you're kind of hungover from the night before <laughs> you need to. <laughs> I mean, it was essentially telling me to like, remember to put on a smiling face and let the world know you're not a crazy person because you're an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really funny. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I guess like in, in my job, there's similar stuff. Just like, please be nice to the customer. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be, don't be mean. You have to be nice to them, even if they're not nice to you, which is frustrating. But yeah, he always like. I I don't want to do litigation now. Like, if litigation was like this all the time, and like I always had the facts I need, hell yeah, I'd do litigation. I don't want that because I know this will never be the situation. You'll always be on your hind legs trying to keep pace. And I'm a yeah. terrible public speaker. I can do it you're in like, this medium when I'm not looking at anybody. I am speaking. You're like, you're like the the defense attorney that like the state uh, yeah. <laughs> provides to them. <laughs> he just stutters every single that's, word. <laughs> that's such a funny reveal, dude. When he When he sits back down and he's like, what? I think I'm getting better. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I was a little nervous, but I'm I'm improving. <laughs> yeah, he's like the in this the public defender that one of the two boys decides to hire after seeing how incompetent Vinny is at first. Comes in in a suit. He looks like a lawyer. He looks older and experienced, and he's just like an absolute shit show. <laughs> he's a wreck. I've never like in. I feel like in high school, like our school had like a weird amount of public speaking stuff that they throw you into. Um, and I've never seen anyone fuck up as bad <laughs> as like this guy. I, and I saw a lot of like, uh, you know, kids in school uh, be not good at public speaking, myself included. Uh, but wow. <laughs> yep. It's it's great. He's like spitting <laughs> on the jury. <laughs> I know. Like, I honestly... Like, I think he physically touches one of them. He does. He like grabs their shoulder and is like kind of <laughs> leaning into them, and you almost think he's drunk while he's up yeah. there. <laughs> it's like kind of scary. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was reading through some stuff about this film though, and I think that like Joe Pesci was perfect for this role. You know, I think yeah. he fits the bill perfectly. Honestly, the fact that he is shorter makes it even better because he's like half the height of the judge half the height of the da i mean he's about the size of his cousins who are much younger than him but i was looking and some of the people that they considered for this role was uh jim belushi robert de niro and then danny devito can you imagine danny devito in this (laughs) Danny DeVito would be exciting. He he would have actually, like, of those, I think Robert De Niro would have been way too serious for this. Yeah. Like, I don't know enough Jim Belushi stuff to make a call on that. I think you could do this with Danny DeVito, but it might change the tone pretty dramatically. I don't I think it would be a lot more of a like a true comedy with it. I mean, they would yeah. definitely try to keep as much of the legal accuracy as possible because the director himself is a like is an attorney <laughs> or yeah. he has a law degree at least just, I, I feel like because like joe pesci in this doesn't seem like a dirtbag he just seems like uh like a guy who is like from like a very like working class background who's trying to like prove get himself into yeah like prove himself get into the world of being a lawyer and like uh is like really has like a knack for it but just like didn't have anyone to like teach him all the like uh social stuff that comes with it that sort of like 
people already in that like lawyer world use to like kind of filter out if you're in or out right yeah uh but i feel like with danny devito and, and maybe i'm this is like colored too much by always sunny uh, it's always sunny <laughs> but he's just like he's such a fucking dirtbag in that show <laughs> that like i can't which is funny because he's like rich in that show too right uh but it i don't know i mean i'd, I'd love to see this movie I'd, I'd love to see danny devito replaced with the leads of a lot of films i think that'd be funny oh yeah for sure i feel like if danny devito was the lead in this it would have been. Have you seen Matilda? Mm-mm. Um. So in no. Matilda, he's her father, and he's also kind of a scumbag, but he's got a little bit more of like a serious attitude towards it. Like it's not always sunny kind of scumbag. It's <laughs> he's like a used car salesman who like glues bumpers back on, mm. kind of scumbag. Uh, and I feel like he could have fit this role pretty well. And like, that would have been the same era. I think that Matilda was like mid to late nineties, uh, 96. So yeah, Hmm. but I, it's going to be hard to replace Joe Pesci though. He, yeah, he just kills it. He's yeah. I, I, now that I've seen it, I can't picture anyone else in that role same with marissa tomei they're really the two i think pretty much every other character you could swatch swatch you could swap them out with like any other actor and i it wouldn't impact it that much but really yeah joe pesci marissa tomei and like maybe the judge are like the two most Mm. like standout performances for like the judge is so good at being like just such a contemptible asshole <laughs> he's he's like so pompous the whole time he, and he but has like that he, he channels it so well oh yeah and he has just that insanely long face he he looks I'm, perfect for it yeah i'm almost positive he was uh he's not called frankenstein in it but he was frankenstein in the monsters have you ever seen the monsters like the he old is black the and white tv show um, I'm trying to find. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I actually don't have my IMDb pages pulled up for once. Yeah, uh, he's in the Munsters. He's in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, he is. He he is Herman Munster. He is <laughs> the big Frankenstein motherfucker because he's got this long ass face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, like. It, this movie is well cast, it's well written, it's well directed. I mean, you know, I've always kind of like, I've always loved this film, but now as an attorney, I, or sorry, as a JD as an candidate, I as love it even more as an attorney in training, if I can, uh, you know, succeed at law school. Which is yet to be seen, but I always thought it was fun to say uh, when I was in school as a computer scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I have not passed the bar, so I cannot call myself an attorney. It also means I do not have the title of Esquire yet. That's actually like now that I'm thinking about it. His his name is Vincent Laguardia Gambini Esquire. It's his title. That's, pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty solid. 
are we gonna have to call you Esquire? Fuck no. Now? Like, are should we change the uh, like our old podcast description? It was just like a movie, a podcast about movies with like Charlie, Will, and <laughs> your full name, Esquire. No. I didn't want to like. Uh, I, I guess people know your full name, but I feel weird yeah. like reading out personal information on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we don't, we don't need to do that. Uh, but I will be uh, signing everything as Esquire, and like when I have to like fill out official forms, and it has the little like section for title, I can put Esquire. <laughs> yeah, this this is also like I feel like this type of comedy isn't really made anymore. You know the like the comedy with a heart of gold, but you know, you know what I mean. This is like a genuinely good story. Yeah, that its its total goal is still like to be funny. You know, like it, whatever like message it comes with, or like genuinely good like character stuff that is going on between like Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci. Like it's still like the end goal is humor every time. They- uh, and I I feel like that's just more rare these days which is sort of sad it's to the point where like i i basically never try to go see a comedy movie and it's not because i don't like comedy or you know it's just i feel like they're not making anything that i would want to watch that is considered a comedy movie now it's it's kind of sad yeah like this one feels very much like um i've been just referring to him as the director but jonathan lynn had a vision for like a very good like a very good like trial court like a criminal trial movie and then kind of built the comedy around that yeah, uh you know he he instead of saying i'm gonna make a comedy and then kind of cascading down from there he said i'm gonna make a good lawyer movie and went up to the comedy yeah, which I feel like makes sense. Like it, I don't think every comedy should be made that way, but like it, it certainly like because that makes it so. Even if you don't find a joke funny, it's still a compelling movie at its like core, right? Mm-hmm. So you can like a lot of the when he's like falling down in the mud and stuff, like that didn't really hit for me. That wasn't my favorite joke in the film, uh, but it felt like kind of out of nowhere. But I didn't care, right? Because it's still like if I'm not laughing, I'm at least like worried that his suit just got ruined. You know, it's like, you know, you're actually invested in the story. So like the fact that his suit just got messed up. Yeah. Cause like, like, I genuinely want him to like do well at that point. Right. Like I, it's a comedy where I actually care about the characters, (laughs) which is like so rare. And maybe it is really hard to do, but I feel like it doesn't have to be like, yeah. And also, like, I've thought about, like, is this movie... This movie could also almost be, like, it was a bet. Like, Jonathan Lynn also had a podcast with his friends while he was in law school. And he made them watch The Paper Chase. And they were all like, this <laughs> is shit. All lawyer movies are shit. And he's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And so hey, he made this. <laughs> hey, I don't think all lawyer movies are shit. I just think specifically The Paper Chase, I did not <laughs> But I was going to... Had you not picked this, I was going to pick... Uh, uh, what is it? All, all the President's Men. 
at some point. Well, I still might pick it at some point. But at least it's not, not a few good men. Uh, is that wait? Which one is that? You can't handle the truth. Uh, I'm going for that one. So maybe I just have the wrong. <laughs> maybe I just have the wrong. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. A, a few good men is the Tom Cruise one with he's the remember when I got the email about being a like Marine judge advocate. Yeah. Like that's what this that's what a few good men is, is he's a Marine judge advocate representing people tried on. I, I don't even remember. Yeah. It's a bad my, movie. Oh, no. My, well, my only my only motivation to see it was that line. That's like very famous and i just i feel compelled to watch a movie that is like entered pop culture to that extent you know yeah i mean okay uh, let me say this but it's not I, a, I believe you if you say it's bad you know i mean it's I'm, not, I'm not like a dying to see it bad movie but it it doesn't have this like same kind of feeling to it like it's very much a tom cruise it doesn't seem like it's going to be funny. No, it's not funny. It, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. I, I guess like I'm wrong when I say it's a bad movie. It is like a well-regarded film. Um, but there's a quote I saw when I was reading about the book that. Uh, that uh, was written about it. Oh, yeah. So. Lawyers have praised actually my cousin Vinny's depiction of the courtroom procedure and trial strategy with one stating the movie is close to reality, even in its details. Part of why the film has such a staying power among lawyers is because unlike, say, a few good men, everything that happens in this movie could happen and often does happen at trial. And a few good men is very theatrical with it, mm. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but... This is, in my opinion, a much better movie. Gotcha. Wait. Okay. I I looked at the director's IMDb page. He wrote Clue. I oh. had no idea. Wait. For my no wonder Vinny I like this movie Clue? so much. Yeah. He oh. wrote Clue. <laughs> Hell yeah. Our one of our final four <laughs> movies in our bracket. Awesome. Yeah. He's yeah, known for Clue, Nuns on the Run, My Cousin Vinny, and Yes Minister. I don't I feel like two of these are not like the other two. But Interesting. Yeah. I love Clue. Love my cousin Vinny, so Yeah. So, uh, just really good uh comedy writer and director, apparently. Um no, the movies feel very different, you know. It's uh, oh yeah, they're they are wildly different movies for sure. Yeah, dude has dude has some comedic range as well because this movie because Clue does not feel very sincere. Like it's it is sort of aware of how silly its like idea is. It's not mm -hmm. trying to get you to care about the characters, <laughs> you know. No, it's not just at putting all. them in a very silly situation. Uh, this one is, which yeah, it's. It's pretty cool and, uh, you know, unfortunately, like kind of a dying breed of movie. <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to think of like the last modern comedy that like I went to a theater and saw because I was like, I want to watch this new comedy. 
and I can't. <laughs> I, I can't, can't think of one. Um, if you count Parasite, there's some funny stuff in Parasite. <laughs> Parasite is a comedy. <laughs> it has, it, you know, it has a little bit of everything, that movie. You know, I did see that in theaters as well. I saw that at, uh, that was the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic. Yeah. Second to last for me after it was Parasite, then Frozen 2. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Big boy. step down for Parasite. I hate to say it. <laughs> I, like... I legit cannot think of the last comedy that I went out of my way to go see. It was probably in like high school for me or something. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not a comedy. It's a, well, is it? I don't know. I didn't. Okay. My hot take is that it's my least favorite Tarantino movie. I, I still I still thought it was like solid. Like it's not a bad movie because I don't think he has any bad movies, but it's my least favorite one. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think it and my hot take is Hateful Eight. I think those two are my bottom two. Uh really Tarantino's. that's I, I really like Hateful Eight, but I, I thought Once Upon a Time was like kind of boring compared to his other stuff. I mean it's like they're all still good movies, but when you're ranking them against like other Tarantino works yeah, I think that I'd put them at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, of think, Tarantino. It's so hard. I'd have to like rewatch stuff, right? Because like, there's like Jackie Brown, which is such like a like wild card, mm-hmm. you know. And then like Death Proof is like really like weird and like kind of janky, but like really fun at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's got some camp to it. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love all of this stuff, so it's hard to rank it, but. Yeah, anyway, this is a totally damn it. Random. We did it. <laughs> we said we weren't going to talk about Tarantino on the podcast because the world doesn't need a bunch of white dudes, you know, <laughs> talking about Tarantino on a podcast. And we fucking we, did we it. We made it so far. Well, now everyone <laughs> knows our Tarantino opinions and that we like him. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and every interview he's ever done, we agree with the things he said. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. We do not use. <laughs> He's, he's pretty creepy. He's, he is an insane person. <laughs> Deeply weird man, but good movies. Yeah. Could be nicer to his, uh, his to his actors, maybe. Maybe be less weird to them. And maybe stop casting himself in roles so he can say the N-word. Yeah, that's weird. I don't <laughs> like that. You could probably stop doing that. I mean, he's at least like writing that character as a bad guy, but it is strange to put yourself in the <laughs> role so much. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't think he considers a white guy saying that to be a good thing, but he certainly puts it, himself in the position to do it a lot. doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've never been able to get a solid read on that. Yeah, no. Other than just like, I feel like if you're ever around that guy, you got to keep an eye out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you know what? Sorry, going back, I think I found I, Logan Lucky. I think that's the last comedy I saw in a movie theater. Mainly because my parents were like, "You need to go and see this movie right now." And like my my dad does not go to movie theaters. He thinks it is the worst thing in the world to be forced to sit next to a stranger for like multiple hours. <laughs> uh, he despises it's from, it. 
This is from 2017. Yeah. So this is five years ago. I think that's the last time. That's not the last time I went to a movie theater, but that's the last time I went to a theater to specifically see a comedy. Which, have you seen Logan Lucky? I've not. Gotcha. I know that, like, you know, thing with comedies, we can't, like, it, it, we run out of things to talk about in them, but, like, that's the one that I feel like we should watch, too. I just... It's a it's a great movie. It's a heist movie. It's a much better yeah. heist movie than Heat. Love me a heist movie. It has yeah. Adam Driver in yeah. it. That's fun. It's Adam Driver and Channing Tatum and uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig plays combo. somebody from the Deep South uh, and has a fantastic accent. Nice. I... I feel like they keep having Daniel Craig play Southerners. They did that in Knives Out, too, which I also yeah. haven't seen. I just know that he has a Southern accent. It's something about, like, the... Knives Out is great, but it's something about, like, the the British accent translates over very well. Because uh, the guy who plays Rick in The Walking Dead is yeah. British. I think, it, isn't it... It is, like, technically, like... A derivative of... Like, like, they're pretty close in accents, actually, like... I forget yeah. where I heard this or whatever, but they're actually like British to Southern America is like closer to it's closer than like New Yorker to British. Yeah. For some reason that I can't articulate. <laughs> can Can you imagine Danny DeVito trying to do a British accent or not Danny I'd DeVito? I was going to say uh, Joe Pesci. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Oh, but I like, I don't have anything else to say about my cousin Vinny. It's a great film. It's a lot of fun. Um, and especially if you're interested in lawyering movies, which I know some of our newer listeners are my fellow classmates. You should watch <laughs> my cousin Vinny. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would absolutely recommend this to like anyone. This movie is great. <laughs> it's <just> really <laughs> solid all the way through. Like, there's nothing I would change. Like, it's just, you know, super well executed all the way through. Yeah, um, I'm sad that Charlie missed this one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can I can make him watch it <laughs> when he gets back. I guess. Uh, so I guess we can drop our uh, our next pick that Charlie has. Uh, texted us all the way from Florida, uh, which is uh, Interview with the Vampire. I thought it was Interview with a Vampire, but it's Interview with the Vampire. It's the movie, not the apparent TV show that's come out. I'm getting all this information from Charlie. I don't know anything <laughs> about this movie. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to follow along with us and be the only fan that does that, uh, <laughs> you know, that... There you go. Uh, and that is the podcast. I'm going to try to uh, exit us from this. Um, you can follow us on at Jump Cuts Pod pretty much everywhere. Uh, you can follow Park at uh, Summerhour underscore Brewing on Instagram. That's your Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Will Posts Words. I have a YouTube channel just will johnston three years since i released a video that's the podcast everyone that's my cousin Vinny. <laughs> we did it oh yeah i guess i can plug charlie's stuff or he might be still on lockdown yeah I, I, i'm not sure we can uh we'll skip it for a week it's not like yeah. anybody actually listens to this part 
Yeah, Google Charlie Biggerstaff video games and see what comes up. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>